0: Today is day six of our autumn seven-day session, And it's the 20th of May, 2016 And today we're going to take up a koan This is number 38 in the Mumonkan A buffalo passes through a window And here's the, here's the, the whole thing the case, the commentary in the verse Gosau said It is like a buffalo passing through a window. Its head, horns and four legs all pass through. Why doesn't its tail too? That's the whole of the case in the commentary. If you can penetrate to the point of this koan, open your eye to it and give a turning word, you will be able to repay the four obligations above and help the three existences below. If you still cannot do so, work with the tale single-heartedly until you can really grasp it as your own. In the verse, Passing through, it falls into a ditch. Turning back, all is lost. This tiny tale, how extremely marvellous. So first just a little bit about Gosong. Um, he's also known as, as Hoen of Tozan. Tozan is another name for the mountain that he lived on, um, Mount Goso. Uh, and in Chinese, his name is Wuzhou Fayan. and Sometimes he's referred to as Qingyuan. And his dates are 1024 to 1104. So a Song dynasty uh, master. And he was actually the, the teacher of Yuan Wu, who uh, compiled, the, compiled the Hikigan Roku, the Blue Cliff Record. He's a very important figure in the uh, Yang Chi line of Linji Zen. And most um, most of the Japanese sects still existing trace their lineage back to Zgosol. Um, There's not not a lot of information on his life Um, Just a couple of things we can mention here Um, He left home to become a monk at quite a late age He was 35 Um, And he visited various masters for teaching But eventually um, became a student of uh, Hakuen Shutan That's his Japanese name And his Chinese name is Bai Yun Shuduan Here's the, the, the verse that he, he um, said at his, at his awakening under, under uh, Master Shutan. Before the mountain spreads the plain, repeatedly with folded hands I asked the elders. They sold to me so many times and yet I purchased more just to know that pine and bamboo bring forth the cloudless wind. Just to know that pine and bamboo bring forth the cloudless wind. Um, later on, he became he became a um, uh, highly sought out of after teacher, and many many students gathered round round him. He had twenty two Dharma heirs, and among these, the three that are particularly um, admired are known as the. As the three Buddhas, because they each had the word in Chinese for Buddha in their names, Fo. They were Fo Yan, Fo Guo, and Fo Jin. And what? Just one story, one um, example of of his teaching. A monk asked Zen master Wu Zu Fayan. What is one drop of Bai Yun? And this Bai Yun was his teacher, Wuzu's teacher. So the question is, what is one drop of Bai Yun? And Fa Yan said, pounding, grinding. So a reminder that, that um, spiritual training has never been easy. It doesn't matter what tradition you look into. Uh, students go through hardships they get pounded and and ground down by the process then the monk asked how about those who drink it this is the one drop of Fa fayan said i teach of a place where no face appears i teach of a place where no face appears In terms of our own um, direct experience, uh, none of us has a face, actually. At least in terms of this, we don't ever see our own face. We can see a a photograph or a reflection in a mirror, but neither of these is our actual face. for each of us in a sense our, our face is what's in front of us at any given moment So let's have a look at our case here. <coughs> Goso said, It is like a buffalo passing through a window. Its head, horns and four legs all pass through. Why doesn't its tail too? So Goso is um, giving us a simile here. It's like a buffalo. So... What is this? It that is like a buffalo. Well, every every single koan um, is is pointing to true nature. So, with knowing that, we can we can. Uh, um, Gives it gives us some clues for what 's going on in this in this um, simile of ghosts one one master said of this here moo now appears in the guise of a cow. We already met. Um, in this machine, uh, the ox, um, it's the same, it's the same creature here, um, water buffalo probably, very large, very strong, very placid, and, a, and an important, a, a vital member of um, a farming family doing all the heavy work on the farm. And these, um, these water buffaloes would often um, live in a stall, in, an, in um, a cow, kind of cow shed, which would have a, um, a latticed window on it. Um, water buffalo have these great um, curving horns um, and, and a long tail swishing. In the in the ten ox herding uh, pictures that we encountered in in uh, previous talk, um, this this ox is um, searched for, and then the the um, Footprints are, are seen Then the actual ox seen through the bushes Then it's captured and tamed And then ultimately also forgotten It disappears out of the pictures he says that Goso's ox is the one in the final picture It's just that we can't see him because this ox has, is now the bodhisattva Maitreya, smiling bo- broadly with his big with his big belly and his sack of goodies to give this, to the children. Maitreya, the, the Buddha of the future, um, is said to be right now perfecting him or herself in the in the Tushita heaven, uh, but in Chinese mythology. Um, this figure has become sort of um, amalgamated with a, with a happy god called Putai um, this is, if You go to a gift shop the, the, Often the, the Buddhas that they will be selling will be depictions of Maitreya With this round belly and a smiling face This is who is shown in this tenth picture of the ox pictures <clears throat> so, um, okay. If this if this ox or buffalo is is a Buddha mind, a true nature, what's what's God's saying here about about this buffalo? A buffalo passing through a window. Its heads, horns and forelegs all pass through. What doesn't? Its tail too. Passing through this window. <laughs> we have to um, decode a bit f- further and, and ask what this, this head and horns and forelegs uh, might be referring to Well our head um, produces our thoughts and, and the, the, these great horns also emerge out of the ox's head We have the saying in English, uh, to, to be stuck on the horns of a dilemma. We, we, we create all kinds of, of dilemmas for ourselves with, through our thinking, dualisms. Um, should I stay or should I go? Is my job good for me or is it bad for me? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the wrong thing? This is a big one for people who, who take up spiritual practice often. And of course, these things can be very painful. How about legs? Well, legs are what we stand on, all the kinds of things that that um, we rely on, we t- t- where we position ourselves, you could say, all, the, all our narratives and stories about things. I'm a compassionate person who serves others. Or um, I'm a loser. I can't love or I'm unlovable. All kinds of of narratives that that can be um, running beneath us. Our positions on things, our our theories about life, um, our our fiercely held opinions. Well, all of this in in this image that we have here. All of this um, has passed through the window. So it's um, an image here for waking up. We can see into all of this stuff. We can, we can clearly see it's insubstantiality that it's it's, um, uh, stuff that we create we can see that none of it has um, an abiding self (coughs) that it's they're um, created things which have a certain life and then pass What about the tail? It's tiny little tail. Why doesn't it pass through? In a um, previous talk this week, we were um, read a, a passage from Guishan. Chinese master He said If a man is truly enlightened And has realized the fundamental He is no longer tied To the poles of cultivation And non-cultivation let say the horns Have passed through the window But ordinarily Even though the mind Has been awakened By an intervening cause There still remains The inertia of habit Since the beginning of time Which cannot be eliminated as stroke He must be taught to cut off completely The stream of his habitual ideas and views Caused by the still operative karmas. So one way of of, um, understanding this 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 tiny tale Is is our, our unfinished business This big this big huge ox all goes through, but there's this part that doesn't go through. It's a very, it's a very um, vivid living image that go presents us with. and tail his is tail is always behind us. It comes it comes last. And another thing about the tail is that it's, of course, it's part of of the body, and yet at the same time it's sort of um, autonomous. It sort of has a mind of its own. You watch a cow chewing its cud, and that tail will be uh, flicking back and forth. It's the same, the same in other animals often. Um, Kapooroshi, in, in, in talking about this koan and this tail, he said a tail is it's a little bit like a wart on your hand. The, ha- the water is a part of your hand and at the same time it's not. One, one way of understanding this, this little tale is, even when we, even when we see into the emptiness of all things, we have a clear, we have a clear um, view of this. We still find that we have desires and habits. Petty attachments. Not to mention, we still have a body, and along with that goes goes certain types of fixed karma. How old we are, what a what a gender is, our nationality, all these things don't get erased. Our cultural baggage is still there. Even the Buddha had cultural baggage. You see this in his in his um, hesitation to um, begin the uh, Bhikkhuni Sangha. He, he saw things in regard to women to some degree from the, from the perspective of the culture that he was in. He then, he then also uh, saw beyond it because he acted in a way that was, was totally revolutionary by establishing the women's order. In this um, And we're working on this koan We have to Express this truth um, Embody it This tale Is um, Doesn't go through the window But at the same time It's still Part of the ox it is it's not separate from Buddha nature actually we can be grateful for this little tale that doesn't pass through because it it's, it's it brings us to practice and it keeps us here this koan really um, invites us to look at, at what the nature of perfection is. What it teaches is that that perfection includes imperfection. Actually, actually perfectionism is a kind of neurosis, really? Um, the irony is that that perfectionism is is itself an imperfection. I laugh as a perfectionist, afflicted um, by this this tendency, um, because to think of perfectionism as an imperfection would be would be, and it is. Uh, very irksome to a perfectionist. We often want to disown our little tail to somehow pretend that it's not there or, or cover it up. But it is there. There's a there's a saying in in Zen. Buddha Shakyamuni is only halfway there. I'd like to read a little bit from um, uh, Robert Aitken Roshi's commentary on this on this koan. He says, your head, horns and forelegs all have passed through the gate of Zen practice, but something doesn't pass. A Zen master I have known for more than 30 years tells his students, I have never passed Mu. Well, as you know, Mu is the first koan for most Zen students. My friend has taught the entire Zen curriculum for decades, and many of his students have completed their study with him. Yet he says that he himself has not yet passed the first gate. Not entirely, that is. His tail has not yet passed through. He has, however, passed this koan about the tail. As Dogen says, When the Dharma does not fill your whole body and mind, you think it is already sufficient. When the Dharma fills your body and mind, you understand that something is missing. In his celebrated Passage cited earlier in case 12 Dogen helps to clarify what is missing uh, And this is A this is, um, very well known uh, Passage from Dogen To study the Buddha way is to study the self To study the self is to forget the self To forget the self is to be confirmed By the myriad things to be confirmed by the myriad things is to cast off the body and mind of the self as well as those of others. No trace of realization remains, and this no trace is continued endlessly. goes on to say that each of these these five sentences um, can be understood as a, as a step in Zen practice, um, just a little bit like the the ten ox herding pictures can be. Understood as phages as in practice, and in this, in this um, formulation of Dogan's, it's mustering body and mind, forgetting the self in the practice, finding confirmation with bird song and the morning star, dying to the self with this confirmation, and continuing for all time. Ekinroshi continues, the final sentence, no trace of realization remains and this no trace is continued endlessly, refers to the fact that Antara Samyak Sambodhi, peerless omniscient wisdom, is still incomplete. It is commonly said in Zen monasteries that Shakyamuni is only halfway there and is still sitting hard in the Tushta heaven. In other words, with Anuttara Samyak Sambodhi, you finally realize that there is nothing to be gained. Instead of, and instead of taking yourself in hand and making the practice happen, it is yourself as Anuttara Samyak Sambodhi that continues it. This evokes Putai's broad smile. This um, un, unself conscious, you could say, ongoing. Endless practice. He continues, such fulfilling experiences as catching sight of the ox and entering the marketplace with bliss bestowing hands are complete in themselves, however. Dogen wrote, The Dharma wheel turns from the beginning, there is neither surplus nor lack. The whole universe is moistened with nectar and the truth is ready to harvest. I'll just repeat that one more, one more time because this, this verse is one that we we could can draw on um, again and again as we go through the difficulties of practice. The Dharma wheel turns from the beginning. There is neither surplus nor lack. The whole universe is moistened with the nectar and the truth is ready to harvest. At every single stage of our practice, it is complete. Nothing lacking. This little tail, this this, um, annoying little tail, fills the whole universe. Master Dogen also said The world is but the tail of a buffalo passing through a window. The tail is the mind, which knows neither passing nor not passing. This tale is everywhere. Shibayama roshi said this tale is with each one of us it goes through heaven above and penetrates earth below there can never be any passing through or turning back for it we'll come back to that with the verse The Commentary. If you can penetrate to the point of this koan, open your eye to it and give a turning word, you will then be able to repay the four obligations above and help the three existences below. If you still cannot do so, work with the tale single-heartedly until you can really grasp it as your own. So, um, the four obligations... Our, um, our obligation to our parents, uh, to all beings generally, um, to our sovereign, and to um, the three treasures. So these, these are seen um, in Asian society as being um, who we're, we're uh, deeply indebted to our parents obviously for having given us life and and nurtured us through the years when we couldn't survive on our own also obligated to all build, all beings essentially and this is this is not hard to understand when we look into into what it takes to sustain us food for instance you just look, you have to scratch the surface to realise that um, the food we eat uh, for that we're dependent on on many 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 beings and because of the, the um, interconnected nature of things really it it ends up being all beings not just the beings who, who grew our food or cooked it or brought it to our table but this vast web of interrelationships which makes it possible for that food to exist sun, rain, earth and if you look into the existence of all of these uh, basically you get, you get back to the big Bang. none of it is possible without the whole of it. so we are utterly dependent on the many beings and and obligated to them for um, how we have benefited from them. The third one is is usually formulated as being obligation to one's one's king. But we could think of this more in terms of our our, um, our government. Government provides safety and peace, um, education, health services. All of this we benefit from And, and these things, such as, such as peace and security, are by no means universal we Incredibly good karma to be born in a place which, where we have so much freedom and so much um, security and then the fourth one is the, uh, the, the three treasures, Buddha Dharma and Sangha. From Buddha Dharma and Sangha, we, we receive this, this jewel of the practice. We, re, we um, receive this tool box for working with ourselves and waking up. So in Asian society, these, these obligations are taken seriously. As in, as, as in this, this sense um, of, of uh, a need to, to um, repay our obligations here, and a, and a real sense of gratitude for them, and the way in which we repay them is also in, he, in here in this commentary, we repay them by helping the three existences. The three existences, just as we're referring to the, to the realms of, of desire, form and no, no form, a way of talking about unenlightened existence. So it's a way of talking about suffering beings. Shiba he, uh, referring to these two, the four obligations and the three existences, he says that they, they, they sum up the Zen life of gratitude and compassion. Gratitude to those who have nurtured us and passing on that energy through our own nurturing of suffering beings. what Mormon says here is um, in order to be able to do this you need to open your eyes. If your eye is not fully open to this, this case then work at it. Work with the tale single-heartedly until you can really grasp it as your own. If there's one word in this commentary which is important it's single-heartedly. This is, this is the key To work single-heartedly To give ourselves completely To our practice But most of us don't know what that is What single-heartedness really is Or we certainly don't aren't able to call it up at will We may have had Times when we we were single-hearted, but it's not something that's that's um, available to us at all times. So it takes it, it takes much persistence, much grinding and and pounding. He says, Morgan promises that if we do this single-hearted practice, then we'll really grasp this little tail as our own. We'll stop trying to run from our tail, because of course, when you run for your tail from your tail, it just comes right with you." doesn't mean we let that tail wag us Um, but we can recognize it as the functioning of our Buddha nature the unfolding of this Verse uh, passing through, it falls into a ditch. Turning back, all is lost. This tiny tail. how extremely marvelous. Who really knows if this, if this tiny tail can ever fully pass through the window? If it it did pass completely through, what would be be left? Why Why does women say that if it passes through, it falls into a ditch? You can understand this as often there's more than one way of understanding these, these uh, verses in the Khan. But one way is, is, if you think that that little tail has passed through, that can be a real trap, that can really be falling into a ditch. If you think, if you think um, for instance, if you think, I'm completely empty... I have no self. Of course, as soon as you say that, one, you're not empty, and it's a statement about self. Then he, he says, turning back, all is lost. Nor should we um, just simply go back to our old habit patterns. Go back to our relative ways of thinking and leave emptiness. We're, there, we're, we're called upon to, to um, keep practicing. Keep waking up. Because the other way we can, we can see this is that uh, this tale never passes through and it never turns back because it's our true nature. It doesn't go anywhere, it's, it's there wherever we are. It's true in any moment, in any place. And it's not separate from the rest of that buffalo. That window that we, we set up and say, oh, this has passed through and this hasn't passed through, is a construct in itself. It's what divides the indivisible. one says, this tiny tale, how extremely marvellous. If this tale represents our, our, um, our lingering habit patterns and and our, our niggling shortcomings, why is it called marvelous? Well, it's more it's more than that. It's it's it um, could say that it's all that, that makes us into individuals. It's more than mere uh, ego All our particular qualities And um, really what makes us who we are None of, none of this disappears when we, we see into the emptiness of form We don't, we don't disappear when, when we see into our true nature. We do, we do forget ourselves, but then we reemerge as this, not separate from anything. Um, Saigyo Master Saigyo wrote a verse which is um, very apt for our autumn sishin and it it's, um, addresses this, this uh, koan with the wall renounced as I had thought there still remains a heart dyed with the leaves. With all renounced as I had thought, there still remains a heart dyed with the leaves. Another master said, um, the curl of this tail is very strange indeed. This inch of tail causes everyone a great deal of sweat We, we Have karma That we have to work with There's, there's, there's no way around it How marvellous, how wonderful. We'll stop here and recite the four vows.